you And when I defang the viper Trust me, ain't gonna come from nowhere Jeff, I already put you out I don't even know why you're out here right now Keep on talking Hey, hey, hey do me a favor Why don't you act like this is an AA meeting And you shut your mouth while I'm sharing with the group And Mustafa, you out here A boy of one man And I'm gonna tell you what you got lucky at the Rumble, so I know you're gonna come out here and run your mouth about how bad you are. But let me give you a little bit of a reality check. You see, Mustafa, you said that my eyes don't lie. Well, your eyes don't lie either, because last week, they were closed real tight when I put your simple ass to sleep. And AJ, hey man, be honest with me. How's our old girl Wendy doing? Welcome back to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. It's me, Afis, and with me as always is Devin, and we are about to recap AEW and the gold standard NXT. Uh, we're going to be doing a quick recap of each show, and then followed by some some highlights, lowlights, and everything in between. So, yeah, definitely without, been a while since we recorded for uh, was AEW. AEW. Yeah, 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 definitely. It's been a, it's been a couple weeks, so I'm excited to to jump into this a little bit and and uh, see your thoughts on some of the things that happened. So, um, this week's episode uh, again, just a quick recap on that. We had John Moxley uh, going against Ortiz um, and defeating Ortiz in a one-on-one singles matchup. We had SCU defeat uh, the Best Friends. We had the debut of Yuka Sakazaki. I hope I got that right. Um, who surprisingly beat Dr. Britt Baker, uh, which we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, we had the Butcher, the Blade, and the Lucha Brothers defeat the Elite. Thankfully, I was really scared the Lucha Brothers were going to lose because they've been kind of losing um, here and there. Oh. So, yeah, nice to see them get a win. Um, we had Kip Sabian defeat Joey Janela. Uh, we had... Uh, oh, no, that was it. And then it, the, it. it ended yep. with the, the main... Uh, well, it wasn't really the match, but uh, the last thing that happened on the show was MJF's uh, stipulation where he was going to give Cody 10 lashes. Um, let's not bury the lead. Let's just go straight into that. Um, MJF and Cody. So, you know, leading up to their matchup coming up at Revolution, um, there were a couple stipulations that that MJF gave to Cody to say, hey, you know, if you want this matchup, this is what you you have to do. Um, and, you know, one of them is he couldn't touch uh, MJF. Another one is he has to do it, has a cage match against Wardlow, which I think is, is that this week coming up or next week? They said in two weeks. Okay, so it's next match. Okay, so that'll be next Wednesday, not this Wednesday. Okay. Um, And then the final stipulation was the 10 lashes. Um, So uh, we talked about this uh, before recording a little bit. So um, it'll be interesting. Why don't you talk about your experience first with with this? So how how they build it, you know, basically Cody just coming out, going to the ring, taking the shirt off, getting ready for the 10 lashes. And then... He's taking them. He's, he's he's definitely selling. I don't even know if he's really selling because you can see the marks and whelps. And, you know, as soon as MJF gives him one strike on the back, you instantly see his back where he hit strikes turns instantly red. So, you know, you kind of felt it. You're just saying, I'm saying like, ooh, ah. I'm like, man, you know. And towards the end, I think when he was on number nine, I actually got a little you know, a little, little misty-eyed in the eyes because that's when Brandy Rose's wife, uh, not Brandy, uh, Cody Rose's wife came out, Brandy, and she's kind of tore on, kind of towards on the ring side, and you see, uh, see Cody's Rose's hand, you know, his head all the way down, face, 
face on the mat and you see Brandy just grabs his hand. He was like, and she was like, just one more. I love you so much. I was like, God oh, damn, I ain't really need to hear that. This just got me a little misty eyed, you know, and it kind of hit me because I'm a man who who has a wife, a loving wife who, you know, who, who watches my back. So I can understand that, you know, when you got a wife right there for you, you know, watching your watching your back like that, that that definitely hit me in my feels right there. Okay, and then um, so (laughs) my opinion on this might be the, I guess, unpopular opinion, because I feel like most people probably had a similar reaction to you. I mean, I'm not sure, but I would I would guess um, seeing the crowd that, you know, is probably a lot of people were emotionally invested in the in what was going on and were, you know, following along with it and, and, and felt for what was going on. Um, and I won't say that, you know, it, it totally was a miss for me, mm-hmm. but I, it just didn't have the same reaction. Like, I kind of was just like, all right, let's just let's just do this. Like, I didn't I didn't feel emotionally connected to it. It kind of felt like, OK, so I, we watch everything, right? Right. We watch WWE and, and yep. we watch AEW. Mm-hmm. And so they just had a match with The Fiend and Daniel Bryan, a strap match where, you know, The Fiend had whipped Daniel Bryan maybe, you know, 20 30 times. I don't even know how many times it was. It was crazy. He broke skin and everything. It was, it was nuts. Um, and so seeing that, and I'm not saying anybody's copying anybody that WWE's copying AEW or vice versa, but it just, to me, a little bit muted because I've seen it uh, just recently. This was just a Royal Rumble. Um, and then Cody's taking 10 lashes. I don't know. It just kind of felt like it didn't have that same impact. Maybe if that didn't happen and mm-hmm. I hadn't seen anything that, you know, vicious, in wrestling for a while, like maybe I would have been like more like, oh my god, like wow, this is one of the craziest things I've seen on in wrestling in a while. Um, also, too, it kind of felt a little bit like with it being the main event, like it was almost like a shock value thing that they were doing in order to try to keep the viewers in that last segment there tuned into them. Um, which, like, I don't know, I, I just, I, it just didn't do it for me. And the brandy part, it's, it's funny that you say that because now looking back at it. So when um, when Arn Anderson came out, I was kind of like, okay, you know, I'm not really feeling Arn Anderson's character anyway, so I really didn't yeah. care that he yeah, came out. Yeah, I didn't out. care for Arn Anderson. No, <laughs> well. uh, right. When when uh, Dustin came out, his brother, I was like, okay, that makes more sense because that's his brother. He's like, I'll take the lashes. I was like, story wise, that makes sense. Like I, I I could see him doing that. I believe that. That's cool. Yeah, that's um, his brother, man. Right. Um, the the young bucks coming out. If that felt a little bit weird because there was no Kenny Omega, it was just the Young Bucks, and like this just feels kind of too scripted to me that they came out, you know. And again, it wasn't like the the elite came out; it was just the Young Bucks. Well, so maybe Kenny Omega was preoccupied with Pac, doing like what do, preoccupied with Pac. Yeah, because they had that uh, little promo. I think Pac was threatening to, well, not threatening, but he kind of. You know, kind of. Well, he so he wanted to the that match. he was gonna, you know, do something to the Ryu, one of his pro- prodigies. So right, yeah, yeah. Riho got destroyed in the back, so I guess you could say maybe Kenny Omega was tending to Riho, mm-hmm. but you know, in this situation, again, it just it just felt like okay, we're doing this one after another, like after a certain amount of lashes, someone comes out, like it just, I don't know, it may. It, I think that that felt a little bit too scripted, honestly. And the Brandy Rhodes part. So it's again, I I respect the fact that you connected with it. And again, I think a lot of people did. But one thing that part of it actually took me out of the story a little bit for one reason. And that's that, 
you know, the whole Nightmare Collective character that she's had. Like, so now I'm just supposed to forget that she's been taking a knife to to, to other women and, ha- and cutting their hair and being this vicious person. And then, okay, now she's flipped back to this person, this loving, caring person who cares that her husband's getting whipped. Where has she been all this time with everything that's been going on with Cody? And then she shows up now. Like, it just felt like like disjointed from the rest of the story that they've been telling with with her and with Cody. Like, I, I would have almost preferred that they kept that separate because, again, she's just been kind of like this cold-hearted leader, like general for the Nightmare Collective. Like, she has a purpose. She's trying to build this army that's going to take over AEW, right? And then all of a sudden, like, this has happened to Cody. And it's like, oh, my God, like, it's okay. One more. Like, I don't know. That that part of it, from a story perspective, yeah. it just, like, it kind of betrayed her character a little bit. So now she's just going to go back to the Nightmare Collective and go to 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 you know, all these women again and, and be this brutal person who's like, you know, join me or suffer the consequences. But, you know, it happens to Cody. And again, she, she's kind of she like, can't be a vicious person, but yet have a, a relationship where, you know, still she be in love can, with her. But it just feels weird. You know, like yeah. I get it, but I just have a hard time feeling for her, you know, in this situation when I'm not, you're telling me not to feel for her when she's being, so horrible to these other women, but now something is happening to her and all, well, to her husband. And I'm supposed to care that she is feeling a certain type of way. Like, I don't know. That just kind of messes with the mood of the whole thing. Like, like but again, the other side to that coin too, like, you know, like you made a good point on that, but even if she didn't show up, I would have questioned that because I'm like, why is Brandy? I'm like, that's his wife. Brandy should be showing up. I would have questioned. I'm like that, that, that could have took me out of it. Well, but I think that could have been a more that would have been more consistent with how cold she's been overall. And again, she's been MIA for Cody up until this point, right? Like we we don't know how Cody has felt about her cutting people, you know, and and you know, Cody's doing this whole thing with MJF and what 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 is her standpoint on that? Like they have not been connected at all. And so for her to just show up like this and be completely with Cody, but then there's no answer to like how each other feels about what they've been doing all this time since they've been apart. It just felt like there's a gap missing in, in this. And I don't know. It just kind of for me, it doesn't work story wise to so have her come out and be that last like bit of, oh, OK, and this is this really, you know, makes it. But but from your perspective, you know, the way you told that, like, hey, you know, this is his wife coming out. And if you if you. Don't if you ignore the storyline with the Nightmare Collective and you just take it for what it is. I get it. You know what I'm saying? I understand it. So that part I can I can understand. Like you're not thinking about all the things that all the terrible things she's been doing, right? You're just thinking, "Hey, this is Cody's going through this horrible ordeal. She comes out to kind of help will him to to suffer this last lashing." And so, you know, emotionally like it it works. And I, I get it, but you know, I I'm looking at her and I'm saying like, "But you're the same person who, you know, you and Awesome Kong have been going around and literally with this knife just like saying, "We, you know, taking lots of people's hair and just being brutalizing people and now you have a heart now you have a soul now you care about something like i, I don't know it just it well, just kind of yeah, it's her husband like yeah, she's supposed I, to just forget that oh okay, but that now. doesn't make me care you know what i'm saying like <laughs> she like like for me the story okay so you're taking this villain character and saying like okay i'm supposed to now care about 
this situation because she comes she's terrible like she's an awful person if i'm going full all in into the storylines into all the storylines that they're telling like her coming out she's the last person i want to see because she's been an absolute just just horrible person Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and like for her to come out like i'm like no just go away like you have a lot of explaining to do for all the stuff that you've been doing i'm sure cody isn't cody being the upstanding person that he's portraying himself to be i can't imagine he supports what she's doing and so, you know, it kind of messes with it from both sides to say that they're aligned here, but she's being awful and he's the face and the heart of the company. Like, there's something missing there. Like, how can, like, the two of you being aligned, it makes me look at Cody a certain type of way. Like, so are you okay with what she's doing? Because that's awful. Mm-hmm. Or is is Brandy now turning over a new leaf and she, because she's doing this, is going to make her rethink what she's been doing? Because if you now erase, if you ignore that it just it feels like this didn't even matter that like i don't know it just feels like it it exists in its own universe but i as a fan i'm trying to invest in the whole thing and it just feels like it ha- like it's two separate universes we're living in right now there's the brandy and is this loving wife who cares about her husband cool but then she's also this evil person and so so Cody is okay with that like what like you got to tell me that story to, and I got to understand what's going on there I could have I mean, swore he mentioned it, like during one of his prom- I want to say maybe a couple of weeks after that that pay-per-view that law uh that pay-per-view lost to not pay-per-view lost to MJF when he got portrayed uh by MJF and I want to say a few weeks after that he talked about Brandy being in the nightmares collective he kind oh, of brought, yeah. There was a promo that yeah. that he cut where he's like, you know, things are kind of all uh, messed up, and you know, he, he just briefly mentioned it. Yeah, you know, he yeah, but that's not enough though. You can't you can't just that that doesn't that doesn't help. You have to show not tell. You know, like because now we can't even really remember exactly what happened. Now we're searching for excuses and searching for reasons to to for it to make sense, but. It shouldn't be like that. It should just be, we've seen it and we get it. Like, we understand this conflict is there, but they're working it out or whatever. But it's just, there's something missing there. It's like she's two different characters right now. Like, the character that she was being there for her husband, you know, it's one thing and that's cool. But it, I personally am still looking at her as that person who's been this, this vicious, horrible person. And so... Again, from a Cody, me looking at Cody and you just being like, okay, cool. Like, how do you feel? I don't know. There's just something weird about that whole situation that I just, I feel like it's a gap. There's something missing it's, there. It's for not me. weird. It's and, called marriage. They're th- thick or thin. <laughs> Sickness and health. You know, if, if, the, you know, if, if your wife is starting doing some things that are kind of questionable, you know, I, I, it's, it's marriage, man. <laughs> but okay, so so if if Cody like if we got a clear like say Cody was like I'm cool with what she's doing like I su- I'm supportive of what she's doing and she's doing her own thing I feel like that makes him look like a weaker character because he's trying to portray that he's this you know this this honorable person MJF you know f him like how dare he betray me and you know be what he is he's turned into a little piece of shit your wife is basically doing you know horrible things on the side too so you're a hypocrite so so mjf is right you know what i'm saying in all this basically he just you just made him right because how can you be okay with what she's doing 
And then you kind of look down at MJF for doing what he's doing. Like, it just seems just like he's contradicting himself if he's going to allow or be okay with what Brandy is doing as this heel character. You know, it just it just feels like that connection right there just doesn't quite work unless you give us you show us them interacting and 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 bringing this to the surface. I mean, it, it, at some point, I, I I personally am looking for if they're going to keep interacting like that. Yeah, they have to talk about it. You can't just on one hand, she she like one segment. She is performing these uh, uh, voodoo ritual ceremonies on people, <laughs> sacrificing yeah, yeah. souls. And then she turns around and she's valeting for Cody like she's, you know, Princess Peach from Mario Brothers. Like, it just doesn't oh. work. Like, who are you? You know what I'm saying? Like, it just it just is weird. You know, like. I, so she can that, have two different personas? No, unless unless that's the story. Unless you're telling me she literally has a split personality. Then, okay, you know what I'm saying? Like, then let's talk about that. <laughs> let's bring that up. She's literally, she's like their version of The Fiend. It's like there's there's the two characters and she, yeah. both of them are unaware of the other one or, what, or whatever. You know, like, okay, fine. But it doesn't seem like that's the story they're telling. We still okay. got a couple more weeks until Revolution. Maybe they'll explain it within that time frame. I, I think, you know, eventually they will have that be addressed. I think so. It's just for me in this, it's just kind of like, huh? You know, like. Yeah. And I get what you're coming from, but, I, you know, but in, for, with, with me, I see it from a different point of view because with me, I'm a married man. So I see it from from that point of view. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, hey, and I, I, I feel like if you again, what I'm thinking is happening too is like a lot of people are just looking at this from Cody's standpoint. They're not as invested in what Brandy's doing anyway. Like, the Nightmare Collective, honestly, is not over... I, they haven't been on television for a while. Like, it doesn't it doesn't carry weight right now, so you can almost ignore what has happened to that extent, but I'm really taking it for like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to give it a chance and see that build, and I like what she did on commentary, and you know, I feel like the 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 new superstars they brought in, they've done a shitty job at trying to, you know, reveal, hey, look at this deathmatch legend or whatever, or, you know, this other chick, we shaved her head and now she's part of it and we're supposed to know, like, they blew that, right? They did. So, you know, <laughs> but I'm still trying to give it a chance and still trying to be like, okay, no, this is going to be Brandy's thing and that's cool and, like, I want her to be, like, all in on that character. And then this happens, I'm like, okay, so this is, this just feels weird. Like, are, are we giving up on that? Are we... Trying to do like a nuanced thing where she's still conflicted. She still has this this you know heart here, but not here. And and if so, show me that because that would be interesting, you know. Versus it feeling confusing. So yeah, that's just that's just where I'm at with it. But overall, though, the segment I thought it does a good job of building anticipation for you know this matchup between MJF and oh Cody. it does it you does. know I, no no questions there you know with my gripes aside i feel like overall um, MJF i thought was the real winner here yeah. because he just came off as a complete asshole yeah. a complete piece of shit yeah. like d. and with a capital yeah. d Yes, and <laughs> kicked them in the nuts at the end. Oh just for my good god, measure. that pissed me off, bro! And yeah, kicked them in the nuts and took off like real quick, man. Dude, I loved it. I'm like, yes, MJF, you need to have all of the heat. Do what you have to do to get these fans to truly hate you. And I think so. So that last shot, they showed a fan, quote unquote. So that was a fan. 
I don't think that was a fan. I think that was a work. But I think they did it on purpose because they wanted people to feel <laughs> like the fans were so upset and irate that yeah. co- that MJF did this that they were willing to attack him. So I think they staged someone to seem like a fan because when he they were hitting him, they weren't hit. They were they were pulling back on the punches. Usually when that happens, like when Chris, I, the couple times I've seen Chris Jericho hit someone who has run it run up on him like a like a fan or whatever. Yeah, he has laid this dude out like he doesn't hold back. He's trying to beat the shit out of somebody. And MJF and and Wardlow, they were both like you know kind of it was like wrestling punches. I'm like nah, that's not real. But it was good the way that they they cut away from it because it kind of helped sell it. But I saw just enough to be like nah, this isn't a real fan. But good on them because they're trying to capitalize on the amount of hate and say, yeah, let's make it look like, man, even fans are trying to attack him. Like, this is, this is, you know, it's good shit. <laughs> they did telegraph that story very well, man. I like the, I love, not like, but I love the emotion from MJF when he, how he just looked frustrated and pissed that Cody made it through the 10. Yeah. You know, he was just like, damn it. You know, and then, yeah, kicked him in the nuts and bounced yeah. real quick on his ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did, man. He did. Like so, kudos. To, I think I'm more impressed that he pulled that off with most of his crew, with most of the uh, Cody Rose crew in there. Yeah, that <laughs> that's true. That's true. Like, how did he get that? La- but you know, again, kudos to him for for having the guts to be this vile and and mm-hmm. pulling it off. And now, you know, every time he walks into the arena, I mean, it's going to be just absolute hate for him. And, and he's going to be a monster heel coming off of this. So, you know, nice job from him. Uh, great job from Cody Rhodes, just selling and, and looking like, a, you know, selling the emotion of it. And, you know, I, I, I thought that overall he did a good job of selling that. Like, I, I did think that he, he sold it well. Um, yeah, so... I think that's that's all for for this one that I want to kind of discuss. Um, going back through the card overall, the show overall, um, I, I wanted to kind of revisit the discussion about the face of the company because I'm starting to to get a a, mm-hmm. a, a little bit of a vibe here around yep. some some things. So with John Moxley, you know, he had this match with Ortiz. Um, he's John Moxley. He's he's who he is, right? He's awesome. I'm in t- I'm I'm a big fan of his. I'm excited for this match against Jericho. Um, but I think that overall, as the face of the company, I think that there's there's another way that I, I kind of see things going um, in terms of who would be that that guy. I think honestly, Hangman Adam Page, the performance <laughs> that this man has put on. I, I I cannot believe how invested I am in this man's character and how excited I feel when I see him show up on screen. And I'm willing to say right now that I'm actually more excited to see him than I am to see John Moxley. And it's by a little bit because I'm still excited to see John Moxley. He's he's awesome. This eye patch thing though, and poking people in the eyes. It's, 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 I feel like it's going a little bit too far now. It's, it's, it's getting into cartoonish territory here where, oh, I, you know, he poked me in the eye. I'm wearing this eye patch every week. Now I'm going to poke one of his guys in the eye. Then he's going to say eye for eye. You guys are not poking each other in the eye. We, we know this is not happening. So let's, let's, let's dial it back a little bit from that because it's starting to take me out of the story a little bit if they, they're continuing to do this. Because eventually they're going to lose these patches. We're going to see, hey, his eye's fine in like a month or so. So that is is taking me away from like not not completely taking me out of the story, but I just I, I felt like it's getting to be too much. On the other side, though, 
Hangman Adam Page with this whole drinking thing and uh, hold my beer. Hey, we called it, man. That dude got a problem. Oh, man. But, <laughs> damn, he is so, though, like, like, like I just want to see where this is going. And Oh, we know where this is going. <laughs> well, where, where do you think it's going? I think... I think is is going to. I think they're building towards a rift between, you know, him and and the Young Bucks. I think they're going to do like maybe a tag team match for the belts. They're going to probably be Kenny Omega and uh, Adam Hangman Page against the Young Bucks. I think that's what they're building towards to. So you think he's going to turn heel? Not heel. I don't see that. You know, maybe in the WWE world. That would make sense, but AEW here, here you can you can you can still toe that line here. And I don't mm-hmm. think it, it's not going to happen. Not not in the AEW world. Not in, the, in that type of universe. I think they'd be able to get away with that and just stick and just stick to to the characters and then you know, damn, who's going to be a face or or a heel in this? Yeah, it's just see, people who just basically just grew apart. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's the, I, that's the story I'm taking. Yeah, and that's why I asked, like, you know, because when you said you see where this is going, I- I'm not sure, actually, how they're going to do this. But I'm, damn, I am invested in how they're portraying wherever they are going to take this. Because, and I would say, I do not want him to be a heel. I think that would be a mistake. Because this man is over. The crowd oh, is yeah. in on on him, on a- Adam Hangman Page. His character is the most over it's ever been. He has done a complete... Turnaround from where he was at the the uh, the the all was it all out uh, pay per view where was. he he went against Jericho for the championship and yep. we were both like man this dude is not ready for this this yeah, moment yeah. is too big yeah. no way you know, <laughs> now it's like I, I'm sitting here saying of all the single superstars you know in the in the on the in the company you know who do I see now as the the face of the company and I feel like I want them to push Adam Hangman Page because of just how much I just enjoy watching this man's story right now. Like I, I'm just, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I it's so respond great. Respond to him, man. You see the hold my beer sign or drink my beer or uh, what was another one? Like have a beer with me. <laughs> I think yeah. so. That was crazy. And oh, that backstage uh, segment with the, Oh young yeah. <laughs> the young bucks is like, what was your problem? You just went for the tag. And it's like, oh, I see where you're going. And I think one of the young bus took his beer. Yeah, he's like, oh, I know what the problem is. And he took the beer out of his hand. And then they walked away. And he's looking all dejected. But then his hand comes up and he has a pitcher. Pitcher of beer. Where the hell did that pitcher come from? Yeah, and JR was like, you know what? That's actually cheaper, so. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, wow. Dude, it's hilarious. Oh, my God. I just... You know, it, it kind of reminds me, it was so funny because, oh. so Moxley, even in WWE, there was the comparisons to Stone Cold Steve Austin, right? But I feel like that's never quite been right for him. Like, he's just his own dude. He's a different cat. I feel like, more so, the the Adam Hangman Page character, not that he's Stone Cold, but in a similar way to Stone Cold, he's kind of a guy that's just beating to his own drum and getting over just because he's just so charismatic. Like the match with Bret Hart and just people just all of a sudden became a fan of his just because of what they were seeing from Stone Cold. Like he just won people over. And I think that 
right now that's kind of what's happening with Adam Hangman Page. Yes, there's the the parallels with the beer and all of that, but just there's something about what's going on right now with him where he kind of started out as being this guy was like, ah, I don't know where he's going. He's kind of languishing. I'm not sure. But now he's 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 just so magnetic. Like I just I want to see where they're going with what's going on with him. And he's portraying it in such a like I didn't know he had this charisma in him. And he's not even really saying much on the mic. It's just his way of being. Like it's just so cool to watch. And it's not like I'm an advocate for drinking or anything, like, you know, this alcoholism, like that's a whole nother thing. But there's a charisma that is being that's on display right now with him that makes me say he looks like a million bucks, like he's a superstar, like he just has this crowd in the palm of his hands and he's barely saying anything. He's just kind of there just being him like himself and it's just wow yeah man that federal four-way not federal four-way but in that eight-man tag team man the crowd was just chanting like cowboy shit cowboy shit you know like man and yeah that was great that was a good look for him man it was yeah it was it's 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 hard to describe exactly what's happening but it's just it's happening and people are are just gravitating towards him you know I mean, and it's so subtle. It's like, and it's the long, uh, they're taking their time with the storyline and playing it out. And I just, I'm really enjoying this, you know? And and, and again, I feel like it would be a mistake to make him a a heel, like just have him continue to be a face and interact with the crowd and just, you know, just have fun with this because he could be champion with this. Like, just, I could see it. I could see it. People just loving it and him having the celebration with the crowd, with the beers and everything. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. (laughs) Dude, it's just great. And I think at a certain point, you know, maybe we get away from it being like, he's an alcoholic to just, he, he is this, he's just a, a guy who just enjoys drinking beer, but he does have control. And maybe that's, what's pissing him off because they're all saying he's an alcoholic. And he's like, you know, you guys have me wrong. I don't know. There could be something like that that maybe they do. Um, I don't know. They, yeah, the young I, bucks might, you know, might say something that might, you know, agitate Adam Hayman Payne. I'm like, man, but he, he might come back like I, I, I get the job done. I'm a hell. I'm a tag team champion. Yeah. So. Yeah, I feel like they they should try to try to flip it to a point. I mean, I, you know what? Honestly, I wouldn't mind if the other way around the elite became the villains in the story. If he's the that actual good guy and they're the ones that are kind of like, you know, they, they flip on him because they just misunderstand whatever is going on. Like I would more buy that. And I'm not even saying that has to happen, you know, because I would be okay with everybody continuing to be faces in the storyline and just kind of tell a more nuanced story that way. But, you know, if you were going to turn someone heel, like, I think it'd be more interesting to go the other way and to have it be like the young bucks just take it too far. They're just so pissed off. They're just like, you know, screw it and just like just just are the reason why this ends badly. Um, because the crowd is not going to turn on, on Adam Hangman. Oh, no. they're gonna, if, if he turned heel, it's going to be a Becky situation where they're just going to continue to cheer him. So you might as well not do that. Mm-hmm. The other way around, though, I could see them selling the young bucks as heels because you know, oh, yeah. they could pull that off. Yeah. They've been heels before in other yeah. promotions. So, yeah, yeah. Why not? I can see it. I can see it. So, yeah, man. Interesting time. And, and so, you know, it, it had me thinking like, man, face of the company, because we talked about that a couple of times. And, you know, John Moxley is a name we've thrown around and Kenny Omega is a name we've thrown yeah. around. And yeah. Adam Hangman Page was like, eh. but man, he is growing into that. So, yeah, man. But let's let's move towards the, the women's division, though, and talk about the, the debut of Yuka Sakaza- Sakazaki. I'm going to get that right. And Dr. Britt Baker. Um, so 
the Dr. Britt Baker has kind of gone through a little bit of a facelift, if you will, with her character. Um, we have, like you said, we hadn't talked about AEW in a while, and so we didn't really get to discuss the the heel turn that she's been going through. So, what what's your take on on her and her character overall, and, and you know, uh, Yuka Sakazaki and this matchup? Just what what's your overall general thoughts on this whole situation? Uh, well, on the matchup, uh, I thought it was it was decent. I I, I love the end though, when when basically. When Britt Baker lost, you know, with the roller, which I was had a shock face. I'm like, really? <laughs> I'm like, okay. And but I saw the payoff though, you know. She she's continued down this this heel path. And what did she uh put uh Yuka Sakazaki in a lockjaw and then no, no, she put her mouth on the rope. She made then, her bite down on the right, rope. made her bite yeah. down and then stump her head right on there and she, all of a sudden, she's bleeding and she lost like it too. American History X kind of curb oh, yeah, stomp shit. type thing. Put yeah. your mouth on the curb. Yep. <laughs> oh, I remember that scene. Yep. That's exactly how that's it what it was. What that's it was, what, that's what they were doing. Yeah. yeah what, what it was. But uh, in this case, she only lost a tooth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, it was good. That was visually played well, you know, with them like selling she's bleeding. She lost a tooth. So I like that. Um, you know, I guess first off with with uh, just to, to make a note of it, Yuka Sakazaki, um, I think she came off as being a slightly, slightly better version of Riho, in my opinion. Um, Riho, I'm just not there, man. I, and she's barely on the show, so I don't know. But with 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 Yuka, you know, I feel like I like her, her, the genie thing. And she seems like she has good charisma. Yeah, it's it's they're very similar, you know, in terms of like their their body size and the 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 gleefulness like during the match. Um, I even felt like she, even their music is is a bit similar. Yeah, like that yeah. video game type, right? Feel yeah, yeah. So, but you know, I think for for me, like it's Rio's just so tiny that it's so hard for me to believe that. Like she's doing any damage to anybody, it just it's hard to believe the 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 selling of the other person. Whereas with with Yuka, you know she's a little bit bigger than her, so you know her like kicks and punches and strikes from her, I can believe a little bit more. Um, the roll up went uh, pin at the end, you know I thought wow okay, you know that was I was shocked that that they kind of you know risked killing the momentum of Doctor Britt Baker as they're kind of now positioning positioning her to be maybe the top heel in the women's division now she takes this loss to a newcomer it's like okay what does that do really to her so it was interesting that they chose that but overall i feel like you know i want to see more from yuka to see you know how she continues to develop um so nice addition overall i think to the division uh dr Britt baker so the promo that she cut at uh, on jericho's cruise um, on uh, tony shivani talking about how he worked at starbucks and we all know he's a shitty barista like that kind of caught me off guard a little bit, and I, I liked it. Um, I liked that promo overall from her. Um, I think the heel persona fits her really well. Yeah. Um, you know, she she just did she did what she was supposed to do, right? Like she kind of it felt very real and just just genuine. It didn't feel forced. 
Um, and it had the crowd being like, what did she just say? And then it seemed like she was going to apologize for it. She's like, no, you know, but then she just like doubled down on it, like made mention of it again by calling him a shitty barista. And I'm just like, oh my God, you're all here for the money. And we all know you're here for the money, I should say. Um, I was like, damn. And then the next week, because JR had cut her off, Mm -hmm. then she just shed on JR too. Like, don't you ever, you know, cut me off again. I'm like, oh, damn, okay. And then, you know, tearing into the crowd a little bit, talking about um, what you say, like, um, this, I'm the best baker that this town had ever seen, and they were in Cleveland. Like, so, you know, kind of a dig at Baker Mayfield, <laughs> yeah, the Baker, quarterback, yeah, being shitty, and, you know, she's the better baker or whatever. I was like, okay, I like that. Yeah. That's cool. She's a, she's from Pittsburgh. She's a Steelers fan, so yeah, I like that a lot. Um, and then, yeah, this week, you know, just um, – yeah, I feel like she she it sucked that she took the loss. I would have preferred if she would have yeah. just won because she she was on this like you know good momentum, and now all of a sudden she lose to an unranked wrestler you know from Yaka Sakazaki. So I'm like that was a bit confusing, but I I see yet what the payoff towards the end was though for her, right. Right. So, yeah, the beat, like you said, the beat down at the end was good. So at least they, they left it on, on that note for her to, to look strong after the fact. So uh, not bad. But, you know, another thing, though, that I was thinking about was um, as, as much as she her character, I feel like is developing. I feel like her wrestling overall, though, is not developing. And I feel like yeah. it would be I think the best move for her, honestly, would be to leave AEW and to go to NXT mm-hmm. because in NXT they actually do develop. I feel like they're not they don't have a developmental system necessarily in AEW for the stars that they're showing on television. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it feels yeah. because I'm not seeing improvement. Whereas in in NXT for instance, you see it. Like you see the characters growing and the wrestling growing and it's just such at such a high level that it pushes you like you can't you can't botch or be be just like lackluster in a match with with these women they're they're at peak levels in, in nxt so man they hitting, all, were to yeah, go, they hitting all gears in nxt bro you know what i'm saying so if i feel like brit has so much potential if she were to go to nxt it would just take her to that next level to then because she, she would be forced to work on her craft and to mm-hmm. be to, to improve to that level to keep up with them here i feel like because everybody is kind of in that same like they're, they're they're not really hitting the moves you know really sharply and it just kind of feels like they're going through the motions but it doesn't have that same impact yeah. and week after week we keep seeing the same thing I feel like it's gonna be hard for for her to get better here because the other people around her also are just kind of like okay you know so I think for her, honestly, the way unless they just just find a way to you know push all of the the women that they have currently positioned on on dynamite to develop themselves, I don't see how it improves. I really don't. Or bring in some other superstars who are already developed, and and then maybe raise the level of of the of the, the raise the level of everybody by bringing in more uh, polished wrestlers. Because, yeah, it's just looking sloppy, like, week after week from the women's division. Yeah, that's and, a good point because with yeah. Britt Breaker, I noticed her, like, she she wasn't fluid in that ring. And then she did botch a move, I think, when Yuka Sakazaki was on the top rope and she came down. She clearly hit her head and she was a little, a little bit woozy. Even the commentary actually pointed that out because it was like, I think, uh, what did, I forgot what move she did, uh, Sakazaki did to Britt Breaker, but... It didn't look right. I don't know if she's kind of trying to do a hip toss, but she wasn't like 
going with the movement. She kind of just hesitated. I'm like, she looks a bit like she got knocked out a little bit. So, yeah, man, you, you're, you're right on that. You definitely uh, hit the nail on that one, man. She def- definitely developed that wrestling. Yeah, they they all they need to just yeah. have if if they have something right now that it's not working and if so who's they the locker room leader for the women? Well, just not even just that. Like like get a uh, like a, a I don't know a, a Natalia type wrestler that that knows like who's technically proficient to train everybody to be you know at that to, to be more polished. You know, like they need somebody. Who's just very well rounded to just say, hey, we're going to go through this and, and just from ground up, you know, build you guys into an amazing roster of women because they have characters who can maybe become something. Um, Chris Statlander, I feel like she's she's solid overall with her in ring. Like yeah. she can pull off some. Yeah, her wrestling moves. is is solid. Hell yeah. Yeah. But, you know, Britt Baker, we, we both see the potential in her, you know, and the heel turn right now, like the, the promo work she's been doing has been solid, man. I've really enjoyed it. But the in-ring is not is just not there. It just looks sloppy. And I feel like there's either they need to improve the de- developmental for the women there or for Britt specifically. She needs to go somewhere where they do have that so she can get better. Where would you put her wrestling skill set, Britt Baker, if you can compare it to a a wrestler on the WWE uh, roster would be like oh, man. someone like Carmella S. You know, I did think about Carmella a little bit. <laughs> oh yeah. man, yeah. <laughs> you, as soon as you start saying that, my mind went to her because similarly, Carmella is not very polished either. Yeah, but in a way, though, I feel like Carmella is more polished than Britt. You know, I feel like Carmella. You know, I I, I feel like there there is times where I feel like depending on who she's wrestling with. Sometimes she does look really good, yeah. you know, and I feel like with Britt, I have n- I've yet to have that feeling with her in the ring. Like, I like the finisher, you know, like the lockjaw, you know, mm-hmm. and it just there's some things that character wise, she she's great. But there was a match even where they had to restart the matchup mid match because it just broke down. It was a mess, you know, and with Carmella, I can't say that's happened. Maybe there's a misstep, you know, a slip, a, a, a botch here and there, but I would say it's almost disrespectful to Carmella to even make that comparison. <laughs> oh, man. To, to be real. <laughs> you know, I, I, and I, I don't say that, like, because I just want to yeah. shit on Britt Baker because I actually think Britt Baker has that potential. She could be awesome because her character is great. So where would you, you know, put her? Slightly below Carmella, but above Lana? I can't compare Britt Baker to any of the women on the WWE roster. I just can't do it. <laughs> I'm saying her skill set. I, I, I'm telling you, I can't do it. I can't. I can't do it. I can't. I can't compare her to anyone on the WWE or uh, definitely not the NXT roster. Oh no, right? I, on the I, WWE. I said it. I said the yeah. WWE. I didn't. Right. I, right. I'm not going anywhere near the NXT roster. I just can't. Like Zelina Vega, it's awesome. Like she's great. Whenever she gets a chance to wrestle, she's great. You know, like Lana, she's not really in the ring for us to even know. Like how she she is i'll say this Britt baker's better than uh, what eva marie was but that's like a low low bar like eva marie never was good like she just never had it's not really the, saying a lot though you know what i'm saying like that's that's but that's one person i can clearly say yes Britt baker's better than her in the ring mm. but you know lana I, I i don't i don't know i don't know because lana doesn't really wrestle you know so we can't i i have a hard time judging her and we've seen a lot of Britt baker and it just seems like 
is just sloppy every time, and it sucks to say that because I want. We said we both said she could be the face of the women's division. Yeah, we. I did. want her to be the face. Me too. Me too, so, man. Yeah, Sincerely, I want her to be. But yeah, but maybe you're right, man. Maybe she just go to NXT, link up with Adam Cole, and yeah. Dude, and selfishly too, I would love to see that happen. Like every time I see Chelsea Green show up on NXT, I think, oh, because she kind of, if you blink or yeah, I kind of see Britt Baker, and I, sometimes <laughs> I get really excited. I'm like, oh, it happened, Britt Baker's in. Oh no, it's Chelsea Green. Damn it, you know. <laughs> so you know, yeah. but um, yeah, man, Britt Baker. I just, I want, I want her to to, to just develop and be like, you know, when Trish Stratus first you know, got into WWE. It's like no one thought she would be this great wrestler, right? She was just a valet. And then she turned into one of the greatest of all time. Exactly. I feel like Britt Baker has that potential. I really do. I think she could be like the face of the women's division AEW for sure. And be one of those women who just kind of like just elevates, elevates, you know? So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling for her. Maybe but they'll I give just don't the like women some more opportunities, man. Instead of just, you know, just the one match on their main show. Yeah, I guess there's it's a double edged sword because yes, you I would love to say I want I do want to see the women represented better because like in NXT, you know, I love seeing the women compete. It's awesome. Yeah. You know, they're so great at what they do. And, you know, and, and, and there's times where I'm like, man, even I don't even think like, OK, there's this many women's matches, this many men's matches. Like, I don't even think about that with NXT. I don't. Whereas it's so obvious with <laughs> AEW. There's just one. Yep. They get one. That's maybe. it. You know, um, so, yeah, I don't know with with with. But OK, so I said it's a double edged sword. So the reason why I said that is because but on the other side, if they're sloppy, do you want to expose them? That way, by make, giving them multiple matches and then multiple matches, there's like it's botchamania in these matches. Like I feel like you kind of if if the the roster if you're well, seeing these got, matches, they have some competent women in, on AEW who can actually wrestle, man. So they have like Big Swole on there, like you said, yeah. Chris Statlander. She yeah. she's good. Uh, not Ryu, but uh, what's the other one? Uh, she she. She fought. Oh, right. um, 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 yeah, I know the one you're talking about. I can't remember her name right now, but I, I know the one that, that faced Riho to see who was gonna. Um, uh, it was at uh, Double or Nothing. Yeah, forget her name. Um, I'll, I'll pull it up. But keep going. Yeah, man. So they they have. I, I think they have the women. They just need to give the women more opportunities, man. Because I, I think that's what's hurting them. The women are not getting enough opportunities on the main show maybe on AEW Dart but you know there's so much wrestling out there I don't have a and I have a busy life I have a busy work life I don't have time to squeeze in AEW Dart so like if if you're gonna promote this big show and then you know and and women's wrestling is 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 on a very high note why not give your women a good opportunity right now yeah I mean well said man I, I agree I think that you know by what they show, sometimes it kind of makes me think like, man, if this is what they're showing, then is this technically what they're thinking is the best of the division? And so, you know, that I don't know if I if if you want to do that to them to have multiple matches, if what you're if what they choose to show is like this, it's like, man, I don't want more of this. But to your point, you know, there are some women that because we're not saying them, you kind of forget that they're even there, like Big Swole. Until you just said that, I'm like, yeah, that's right. Big Swole yeah. is on the roster. <laughs> you know, she so, can wrestle. 
yeah, so just to to showcase more of them, Chris Statland, we haven't seen her in a little bit now. You know, like it sucks. Um, it was uh, Hikaru Shida is who you were trying yeah, to remember. Yeah, Hikaru Shida. That's so, right. yeah, Hikaru Shida, I mean, she's great. You know, she's awesome. She, in my opinion, she she actually probably is the one that should have won the, the title first between her and Riho. You know, because Riho, I feel like, and whatever is keeping Riho from showing up, it, you know, it, it sucks that that's happening because that, I think, is hurting the women's division, too. Mm-hmm. Not having that champion represented there. It's similar to, you know, Brock in, in WWE. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that that's that's unfortunate. But, yeah, man, I mean, we'll, we'll keep tabs on this week to week just to see the development because I want to see great women's wrestling in AEW. I'm already enjoying it in NXT. And on the WWE side, too, they've got some great wrestlers. We, you know, the four horsewomen of of NXT that moved to to you know to the main quote unquote well Raw and SmackDown. I won't call it the main roster anymore. But you know, Charlotte, Sasha, Bailey, Becky, like killing the game. Um, you know, and you got the other ones too that are there. I mean, Ember Ember Moon, she's injured right now, but you know, awesome competitor. There's so many you know great women's competitor uh, wrestlers right now or just wrestlers in general that you know it, it's funny because we're not we're not even a lot of times too we're not even saying hey women's wrestlers they're just wrestlers now That's, they're just yeah. competitors you know so um it, it's it's there's been so much growth there that seeing this is kind of like damn like they're not they're not this is so different they're not there yet mm-hmm. and i just want them to, to, to get there at, like, asap i don't know maybe it's patience too like just just being a little bit patient with them and, and giving them that time to develop because they they need that development they need to get better and i hope they do i, I i'm gonna go ahead and keep keep you know give them that i guess um what am i looking for here the word i'm looking for basically like be, i want to maybe have some more patience with them before you know saying one way or another like oh this person sucks or anything like that like i feel like they're just still in a developmental phase um they're just not calling this developmental but it, it is it's they're all in developmental as far as i'm concerned so we'll just give them the, the time to, to try to catch up and get better so you know yeah so um but let's move on from that um, let's let's go back because we we briefly touched on the the John Moxley situation when I was when I was talking about hanging him at a page, but uh, John Moxley. So um, again, I briefly mentioned it. So the 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 eye eye for an eye uh, thing that they're doing. What's your take on that? Because I I said my piece on it basically that I'm just kind of like feeling like it's getting kind of overdone a little bit here. But what what's your take? Maybe you have a different perspective on that. Yeah, uh, not really. <laughs> not, not really on this one. It's pretty much aligned with yours. Like I, I was when uh, they did that. Was it backstage segment with uh, Ortiz getting getting uh, taken care of with his eye, and then uh, you got Chris Jericho talking to Moxley about what like look, look what you're doing. You you're like you're you're like what kind of madman stabs another person, <laughs> stabs a person in the eye. You know, Chris Jericho being Chris Jericho. Yeah. It did. Ortiz snatches the mic from Chris Jericho and saying it's going to be an eye for an eye match. I'm like, really? So what's going to happen? Like, you guys going to be wrestling with, with the one eye? And, you know, <laughs> they're yeah. just going to blind each other? Dude. So uh, I, I was like, oh, whatever. Whatever. I, I'll, I'll wait and see how this looks. Yeah. It just... It just... I don't know. It just feels like they're making it again. I'm excited for the matchup, but this doesn't help the matchup for me. It kind of takes away from it a little bit because you also two are kind of giving Moxley a built in excuse for why he's probably going to lose this matchup. 
Like if, if he takes the, the Judas effect to that eye, then it's, you know, that's, that's probably gonna be a wrap because, you know, it's, it's his finisher and it yeah. attacks the side of the face and, you know, it's just, a perfect setup for for Moxley losing, and I feel like Jericho's probably going to retain for a longer period of time, building up to I don't know what they're who they would they're going to give it to, but you know I feel like it, I don't know it, it just it just feels I a think little Chris bit Jericho is still hot with that belt. That's why I don't, he oh he is he, he is yeah he he is nowhere near dropping at anytime soon right now. Dude, the crowd sing along with his song is awesome. Like I, I love it. I, I saw that cruise ship, honestly. man, when it kicked yeah. off from there and yeah. word for word and Oh man. I was like, Oh my God. I'm like yeah. this crowd. Now now they do it at, at the shows now. Yep, yep, yep. Judas in, Judas in my mind. Just you know, I'm just like I'm singing along with it, you know. Yep. Um yeah, it, it Jer- like you said, Jericho's hot right now. I feel like he should keep it for a longer period of time and continues to establish that belt as being very prestigious the longer he holds it. Oh, so yeah. it makes sense for him to to hold on to it. I'm totally fine with that. Um, hopefully we just get a really good matchup where the eye thing is is not feeling like a gimmick, but you know we, they just still have a great matchup. Um, regardless even with the Hawaii thing going on you know like I wish that it wasn't happening honestly but it is what it is and so now hopefully they use it well and it just doesn't feel like this 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 thing that just is annoying to, to have to deal with during this match that could have been great so you know fingers crossed that this matchup is, is still awesome which I think it, it will be um but yeah man I mean that that pretty much wraps up the yeah. the majority of what I really wanted to talk about with with AEW. I mean, you know, SE versus Best Friends, we talked about that. They they won that matchup. Orange Cassidy was classic Orange Cassidy just, you know, just everybody was laid out on the outside and he just joined them. Yeah, did. <laughs> you know, laid down, just kind of like arms up behind his head and the crowd ate it up. You know, that was kind of like the highlight for that matchup. The Dark Order tried to, you know, do a beatdown on SCU in their attempts to continue to get Christopher Daniels to maybe join them, um, which probably is not going to happen. Um, but that happened. That was interesting. Um, but, yeah, overall, like, it was it was a good show. You know, I, I enjoyed the show overall. That ending, you know, was it was it was hard to watch. But at the same time, I kind of had my issues with it. We talked about that. Yeah. Um, and emotionally, I feel like. It works to help enhance the story, and that's all we can really ask for. So I appreciate it from that standpoint. You appreciated it from being, you know, just I mean, the Brandy situation, you know, being a husband yourself, and 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 having the, his wife come out. It was it's it's cool to hear that perspective. So I do appreciate that that side of it. Um, so yeah. So any last notes before we move on to NXT? Oh man, you said that well, man. So yeah, we can just continue on to NXT. Cool. Let's do it. All right, so we had on NXT, just to do the roundup before we get into the details, um, undisputed, well, the Broserweights came out on a custom golf cart with the Dusty Cup uh, at the top of the, the cart, and Undisputed Era kind of had an interaction with them. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Angel Garza had a matchup with Isaiah Swerve Scott, and he came out victorious. Um, Dominic Dijakovic went against Killian Dane and pulled out the victory in that matchup too he's on Leading a roll to, dominic Dajakova. on a roll yeah, yeah two in a row yeah. um and officially now it is going to be keith lee versus dominic Dajakovic at uh, nxt 
take over Portland mm-hmm. for the North American Championship. Um, we had Mercedes Martinez, um, not her in-ring debut. We've seen her a couple times already in NXT, but she's she uh, had a matchup against Casey Catanzaro and won that matchup very convincingly. Um, the see here says the Bruiserweights provided backup for Tommaso Ciampa against the Undisputed Era, so they had a. We'll talk about that segment a little bit too. That. Goes off of what happened earlier in the night. Um, NXT Cruiserweight Champion Jordan Devlin had a matchup against Tyler Breeze. He came out victorious in that matchup as well. Um, we had Rhea... Oh, so Rhea Ripley. Well, first, it was Bianca Belair. Uh, she came out to call out Rhea Ripley. Then Charlotte came out um, to call out Rhea Ripley. And um, Rhea Ripley showed up. And it was a fun segment. We'll get into that in more detail because I really like that segment. Um, and then in the main event, we had the Broserweights and Tommaso Ciampa versus the Undisputed Era. The matchup did not end, um, but we had the Undisputed Era just do uh, basically get the get, uh, have the beat down. They beat down the, the Tommaso Ciampa and the Broserweights. But then we had so there was the, a segment. I don't know if it was it a week before where they showed the O two O five twenty with the circles around it. Uh, they were building up that, which you figure, okay, it's it's a return or it's a it's a debut of somebody, right? Like a new wrestler promo, and then um, on the, then after this segment where Undisputed Era did the beatdown, you saw those numbers pop up again, and it was the date. The date was that day, the the February fifth, twenty twenty, and so and then it it flipped and it went to the three rings of. Velveteen Dream's glasses. So it was the return of Velveteen Dream. He was standing on the top turnbuckle when the lights came back on, jumped on the Undisputed Era, and single-handedly wiped the floor the Undisputed Era. So He had a Hulk moment. He had a Hulk moment. He (laughs) no-sold anything and everything that the Undisputed Era did. He could not be stopped. Uh, I don't know where he found this 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 power, but yeah, he definitely had a Hulk Hogan moment. It's it's cool. It's fine. Um, yeah, and you had pointed out too that the tights that he was wearing because he tore away the pants he was wearing to reveal uh, you know his custom tights that you know he typically has on, and it had a picture of himself and Roderick Strong's wife and Roderick Strong's kid uh, on it as well. So. Yeah, he's he's definitely not forgotten what Roddy did to him and what the undisputed definitely did to him. trolling hard, <laughs> yes. hard with that. Um, so yeah, again, let's not bury the lead. Let's go right into that. So um, yeah, man, he's back. Velveteen Dream is back. How you feeling about that? Oh, I was excited, man. I was marking out. I was like, whoa, because oh, you know, because you know, I sometimes I, I see the rumors and. They were saying that he was still not ready to debut yet or re-debut. So I figured, I don't know, it will be maybe around WrestleMania when we'll see him. But no, man, we came up at NXT Weekly Show just this past Wednesday and surprised the hell out of everybody. Just laying waste to everybody. Everybody was getting these hands. (laughs) And then he had a hard troll on on, uh, Roderick Strong. I, you know, I didn't even notice that until we was recapping the notes and I see the big picture. I'm like, oh no, okay, I noticed that's the dream face, but who else is that? I'm like, oh, that's Roderick's wife and that's his baby. <laughs> I'm like, and it, it was just a three. It was just a three of them. It was just Valentine, Roderick's wife, and his baby. I'm like, wow. So, yeah, I, I'm excited. I'm so glad 
the dream is back, man. It, it, it felt like we just got shot with a, with a drilling shot right here, just a fresh, a fresh, a breath air, or uh, for in, air, yeah, 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 for for in it for NXT, man. Yeah, man, it, it's so crazy because the roster is so stacked as it is, right? It already felt like, man, there's so many stars here, and they have such a great roster. And, you know, the, the the show was was great, you know, overall, mm-hmm. like just top to bottom. It was awesome. There's even people we're still not seeing, you know, that it's like, but you don't you don't really miss them because what you're getting is so good. Right. But then Velveteen Dream shows up and I'm just like, wow, like he's back, like just another just great superstar. You just drop into NXT again. Like it, it's it's awesome. It's so awesome. What what? Just the it's an embarrassment of riches that NXT has right now, basically. Um and I and I I love it. I love just every every moment of it. So yeah, Velveteen Dream being back. I'm excited for his matchup with Roddy. Um it's been a long time coming. Um, you know, I, I guess injury wise, I'm just happy that he's he's healthy, ready to yeah, go. Man. Um so yeah, man, just bring it on. That's that's really all I gotta say about that. It's just it was so, so awesome to see him. And we know where this is going with the you know, NXT takeover in Portland. It's gonna be a one-on-one matchup, I'm sure, with the two of them. So let's let's make it happen. And I cannot wait to see that match. So that was great. Um, you know, during the night, we had a lot of like Undisputed Era and Broserweights and and uh Tommaso Ciampa just kind of like just brawling. All throughout, you know, the the back area, throughout the the, yeah. the yeah, the announce table area, the the stage. It was just a straight up brawl, basically, from you know various segments of the night, you know, which was a lot of fun to 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 see overall. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm really excited for all these matchups. Um, Undisputed Era, you know, they are going to be going against the the Broserweights for the tag team championships. Um, it is official uh, as of last week. That Tommaso Ciampa and Adam Cole are going to be facing each other for the NXT Championship. Um, I, I just can't wait. Now, seeing, um, I guess, harkening back to to last week or two weeks ago, I want to say when it did get made official, seeing Tommaso Ciampa hold that belt like Goldie, like he like he did back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, it there's something about it that I just felt like, wow, this is this is really cool that this is happening. Tommaso Ciampa had never lost that belt. And it seemed like he when he was champion that he may just hold on to this belt forever. Like it was his. Like he really owned that championship. And Adam Cole now with the championship, it feels the same way. It does. Like I can't imagine Adam Cole now without the championship. So it's it's I'm glad it's you said awesome. <laughs> well, well, I'm just, I'm just you know telling you what I, what I'm saying right now. Like it's so great that you know we we have these two guys now you know matching up. Like it's it's so I'm just so happy that you know at Tommaso Ciampa's injury he ended up getting over that, um, and so where we can have this matchup where these two guys who very well established themselves as champions during you know Adam Cole's current time and and Tommaso Ciampa's. Uh, pass reign now they get to face off against each other and it it will feel right no matter what to me like and it'll feel wrong no matter what to me and in a way like if Tommaso Ciampa loses I'm like man he's not gonna have good like I went again singing with that belt it just felt right he was hugging it and grasping it like his love like his his baby like his goldie like it just felt right seeing him with it like it's just a part of his look like you know just like with um with um uh, I mean, with Adam Cole, for sure. Mm-hmm. But Kyle O'Reilly with, like, how he does the air guitar with oh, the yeah. belt. Like, it feels like he should always yeah. have a belt with yes, him. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Because you know? when you do it so, without, it's not the same. It doesn't feel it's, right. It's not, I feel right. Different. 
Exactly. And, you know, so going back to Tommaso Ciampa, like when he says, you know, you took my life, like I, it feels real because when you see it again, it's like that was him. That that was this this Tommaso Ciampa and Goldie is like a thing like that's that's his that's a part of his character. So to not have it, it feels like he did lose a big piece of his life. Um, so I'm just I'm so excited for that matchup. And again, I feel like it's going to be great. It's going to feel right no matter who wins. They're going to have what feels like a piece of them now because Adam Cole Adam feels Cole the same way about him. It's just it's just how hey. How how this is going to change Tommaso though? That that's how I'm, I'm like curious about like how he's going to change. You say this, and I don't know, man. The momentum of the undisputed era don't, is on a downward. Don't you do it, my friend. Don't you? Don't, don't they you are put them thoughts in my head. <laughs> Look, they've had a great run, an amazing run, yeah. but it it's it's the wheels are coming off. I know, like worlds collide. Not they lost to Imperium. Yeah. Well, we'll see because they lost to Imperium. It was three on four, you know, and shout that was out to a bad Alexander look Wolf. Too, by the way. He, well, yeah, unfortunately, Alexander Wolf, I think he truly yeah, got he did. knocked out. He got legit. Yeah. yeah. So that, that sucked to see because that, that kind of changes the story of the, of the matchup now. Not only did you lose to Imperium, but you only lost to, to three members of Imperium. So, yeah, not a great look. So, and then Roddy's already lost his belt. You know, and Keith Lee's just looking great with the belt, by the way. You know, just he's he's owning his moment right now as champion. Um, you have Tommaso Ciampa, who I just said, Goldie is a part of him, coming after you. The Broserweights, damn, these two guys, Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne, really? Like, these two are teaming up and coming off the Dusty Cup championship or win, and now they're going to go. They're getting it. <laughs> Yeah, they're going to win. Come on. This is happening. They are becoming the new tag team (laughs) champions. (laughs) You know, Bobby Fish and Calarai can say whatever they want to say. You know, like, you guys aren't even a real tag team. Like, this is a disgrace to tag team wrestling. No, you guys are losing. These guys are way too good, and they have way too much chemistry for only being a tag team for three weeks. Like this is they play off each other so well, man. They do, they do. Just everything in it in the ring, and even in their promos, it's just so great. Like I am invested in seeing them as a team. The odd couple thing they have going on is perfect. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and then with Adam Cole, I'm like, man, I don't know. Be low survivor though. They're making me believe. They're making me believe, and that's why I love He's it. He's close Again, to breaking it. that record, so no. I, I, Negative, I'm starting, sir. To, I'm starting to think he's not going to do well, it. you think I, that. I'm going to think the opposite of what you're thinking. But do you have it down to, like, when, like, is it is it after WrestleMania that he would have to hold it to, to be able to break the record? I got to look this up. Let me, let me go on Wikipedia. Okay, because... I don't know, man. If it's kind of far out still, they may just be like, you know what, Adam? You've been amazing, and you're going to get another run. But we're, we're going to tell this story where the, the the prophecy is dead. And you guys are either going to piece yourselves back together or I don't know, man. I'm, I'd be sad to say the Undisputed Era splits up because that would feel weird because, you know, they just feel right as a unit. But change might be coming. I don't know. Yeah, man. But so, yeah, so change is coming, but not for Adam Cole, man. Like how he was the only one at first to to get gold to start yeah. the pro- prophecy. You know, I think he's going to be the lone survivor. Remember what what his words where he said he's going to be the longest reigning NXT champion. That's going to happen. He said it. 
And plus, they they kind of like you know they they saving that for him and Finn. Him and Finn are gonna cross paths again. That is happening. That is definitely happening. Yeah, yeah I'm 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 hyped for that too. Yeah. But yeah, man, I don't know. I I'm I am so excited for NXT Takeover Portland. Because it, it just, they have me believing. Like, when this all started, I was with you. I'm like, no, nah, Adam Cole's going to retain this belt. But <laughs> I don't know, man. Tommaso Ciampa, when he had Goldie, and even the look, like, he, he, he uh, again, I'm going back a couple weeks because we haven't talked about this for a while. But, you know, he brought in the table, X marks the spot, yeah. Adam Cole comes out, he tells him exactly what's going to happen. You, you're going to come in the ring, I'm going to whoop your ass, I'm going to put you through this table. I'm gonna Sign the contract, and I'm gonna. And Goldie's coming home, and sure enough, all that happened. He's bleeding. He, you know, they're like, "Use your blood, use your blood." Uses his blood to sign the contract. It's just, it feels like Tommaso is gaining some momentum here, to where they may just be like, "Dude, this is, I don't know." I would not be surprised. I think before when this first started, I would have been like, "Wow, really, Tommaso?" But now. They have me believing, like, no, Tommaso, absolutely, you know, I could see it happening. And then Adam Cole would just be like, what just happened? You know what I'm saying? Like, and how do you how do you pick up the pieces from here? You know, and then he'd be so pissed that he didn't break the record. What does he do with that kind of, you know, loss, you know? And, like, his leadership, too, will be tested. Like, <laughs> now what does he do as a leader, you know, for the Undisputed Era to then be like, all right, this is not the end. We're not going to let this, you know, just just take away what we did, and we're going to rise up, you know, and 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 get back what's ours. Like that story too is interesting. I don't know, man. They they got me. They got me looking at this like anything can happen, and I love it. He's, he's, I think Adam Cole is going to set the example. He's going to be that leader. He's going to remain strong. He's going to be that pillar for that faction. And and hold on and retain that title and break Finn Balor's record. That that is the I, story what they're building too. You know, basically Tommaso is just a roadblock, a a big roadblock, but he's he's a roadblock that Adam Cole can can uh, muscle through. That that roadblock is getting more and more like <laughs> dangerous as it as he they week to week man it's looking more like a bigger obstacle than what you're making it seem honestly to me man like it, it's just I don't know I don't know if it, it just feels real and I I love that about it I love that I I'm going into NXT Takeover Portland like I I. I could see this going either way like I love that I hate when it's too predictable and this one here I feel like. Man, with the way that that Undisputed Era has been losing, this could be the time. It could have like when Keith Lee won. Honestly, I was shocked when Keith Lee beat Roderick Strong. Oh yeah, like, I felt yeah. like I felt like it it could happen, but I didn't think it was going to happen. I actually thought Roderick was going to retain, and like Undisputed Era, the numbers game was going to catch Me up, too. and they were going to win. That was going to be even had yeah. Keith Lee had an injury. They were talking about you know like it just felt like they had ways out. And they didn't do it. They had Keith Lee win. I'm like, what the hell just happened? This is amazing. This is great. So, you know, now with that happening, I'm like, well, all bets are off. Anything can happen now. It's great. I love it. I love it. Man. All right. Well, we'll we'll um, 
you know, come up, come back to that as as the weeks go on, man, because this is just such a such an amazing story they're telling right now. Um, so some of the other guys, though. So Angel Garza, we talked about him a little bit when we were talking about Raw and SmackDown. Um, had that match with Isaiah Swerve Scott. Both of these guys are just just so great, man. Like I am so excited for their futures. Um, Isaiah Swerve Scott. Uh, the NXT just, crowd is behind him, uh, behind Swerve yes. Scott. They was just like, who's out Swerve out? Who yeah. out Swerve out? So I'm like, oh, yeah, man. Without fail. Yep. Without fail. Every week. Every week they, they're behind him. And it's it's just awesome to see. So just love watching him wrestle. He's just so athletic, so innovative. Um, just the charisma. He just, he literally, the, the, the nickname Swerve fits him so perfectly. Because he just has that, that swagger to him. That just like, yeah, I, I just, I believe him. I believe it. Um, and Angel Garza, I mean, we talked about it. He's a superstar. Like, I felt like with him doing what he did on Raw and then coming back to NXT, it felt like a bigger deal seeing him. Like, I was like, oh, Angel Garza is, is here. Like, it just, it felt like he's, he's kind of taken a couple steps up. And now, you know, him versus Swerve seemed right, but it just i had a little bit of a different like cuz angel garza was already a fan of him yeah. but him being you know looking like a million bucks on raw it just kind of elevated him overall when i saw him on nxt what what was your thought on that uh do, what what are you talking about the when garza yeah, how they're using garza well just okay so basically angel garza i feel like you know when he showed up on nxt mm-hmm. i felt like because of what he had done on raw he just seemed like even a bigger star when he showed back up on NXT. Like it just felt like, like like when Charlotte showed up on NXT. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. Like it yeah. just felt like you know we're getting a, a, a like a, a a star showing up yeah. on NXT when Angel Garza made his entrance. I, this time. I did get that feeling. He got a huge pop too when his music hit. Yeah, like like a huge pop like he was still a face or something like that man yeah so yeah yeah i definitely agree with that man like i felt like he you know because they showcase his skill set on monday night raw he even had a bigger spotlight on him on nxt and that that spotlight was just shining bright on him yeah and I love, you know, he he ended up getting the win in the matchup. And then immediately, you know, he's like, I didn't lose. I want my rematch. I know Jordan Devlin's here and I want my rematch. You know, I'll be watching you, baby. You know, like he was like calling him out. I was like, oh, OK, cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, this dude is great. Keep giving this guy the microphone. You know, let him keep developing, too. Like he just he already has me, in, you know, interested in seeing what he's going to do next. You know, and just, you know, the continued it, it's it's so crazy to think he could be even better too. like it, it, I'm just I'm excited for for what's to come for Angel Garza. Um, and the fact that he mentioned um, Jordan Devlin, I'm like, man, this is cool that NXT NXT UK, you know, Worlds Collide isn't the end of them continuing to cross over because uh-huh. I almost thought maybe they were just going to have the NXT Cruiserweight Championship on NXT, on the, UK, NXT now. UK now exclusively. Right. Right. Okay. That's what I was. And maybe the next Worlds Collide, yeah. they would do this again to see if NXT could get it back from NXT UK. Ooh. But now it's like cross promotional. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I like Which that. Which is smart. It's, cool. it's a smart move. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Treat it as, you know, it, it can it could be any anybody can challenge for that. And I, I love that. I love that. I think, like you said, it's a smart move. So, um, like, by the way, I, I know, you know, Worlds Collide is happening, but that Federal Four Way match they had, you know, with Swerve Scott, Garza, Jordan Devlin, and uh, what was the other one? 
the uh, oh man, um, what's his name? The buzzsaw guy. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I can't remember his name because he doesn't really get featured as much. Nah, but he was good too. Yeah, he had a, he had a decent yeah, showing. Yeah, that Fed of Four was nuts, man. It was just bail to bail, fast pace. Like it was yeah. no rest hose or nothing like that, man. It was just nonstop. I was like, holy shit, man. So it, it was definitely a fun match for that Fatal Four and a shocking winner at that too. Yeah, you know, I wasn't expecting there to actually be a title change in that matchup. Yeah. I thought that they were gonna keep the belt on, on Angel Garza. Um so you know it seemed like they him- have big plans for Garza now. They they do, right. So it 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 makes sense. <laughs> Um, you know, it makes sense that that they did what they did because, yeah, it gives Jordan Devlin the rub by having him get a title, you know, finally. Um, and then for Garza, yeah, I mean, he showed up on Raw, they're really utilizing him a lot. Um, you know, so yeah, it does, it does make make a whole lot of sense. Um, makes you wonder if is Vince McMahon really paying attention to to NXT? Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I would hope so. Yeah. But I'm still not there to say, yeah, for sure. I, I trust that he is watching it. I hope so, though. I hope so. Um, Travis Banks is his name. Ah, yeah, that's right. I think it was Kiwi Budsaw. The thing is his, is his moniker. But, yeah, Travis Banks. Um, so, yeah, just, um, yeah, man, Vince paying attention to NXT and, 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 you know, letting them be as great as they can be. I, I would I would hope that. Um, but you know, we've seen evidence to the contrary sometimes whenever, you know, they like, for instance, with Walter at survivor series, like that still kind of rings the wrong way to me. So I don't know. I go back and forth on that. Yeah. But hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we see it, it go more towards him. Out of your head, huh? No, I can't. I can't. Come on, man. This is Walter. You can't have him. I, look, and Drew McIntyre, it makes more sense. Now, no, it doesn't. It still doesn't make sense. <laughs> as great as Drew McIntyre is, he should not. One Claymore to Walter, and he beats him with Walter doing what he's doing in NXT UK to you know awesome competitors. Come on, man! Like well, that's he just, did that's take just care cool. of Zack Ryder in uh, Face to Facts. You know, Kurt Hawkins. Yeah, Kurt Hawkins. Yeah, yeah, yeah former that, tag that, team champions. Those two, no one cares about. Like they could. It's fine. Like those guys are, you know, they're to me, they should be happy to still just be on the roster because they're not that great of a of of, of superstars or as a tag team to just really make people say, Oh man, I really want to see them be tag team champions. No. Like they, they had their moment and you know, I'm it's awesome that they did. You know, they're charismatic guys, but they're no, it's fine. Especially Drew McIntyre, you wanna put him over by by destroying those two guys, fine. You know, it's what it is. Um, same with like, like I like Heath Slater, for instance. It, it is what it is. But Walter, a guy that's been built, he was undefeated at the time. NXT UK champion, the top guy. That's like saying you're doing that to Brock Lesnar. He would never do that to Brock Lesnar. No. You know what I'm saying? The Fiend, no way. One shot done, no way. No way. Not happening. Not happening. Although I will say it, I mean, as I say that, I think back to like Goldberg spearing Brock Lesnar one time and then yeah, you know, getting the pin that fashion, way. So that's what it, yeah, that did happen, but that was silly too. I hated that as well. I was like, this is this is what do we do? Just you know, I want my money back, you so know, kind of it, thing. It like, would make <laughs> sense if 
if Drew McIntyre beats Brock with one Claymore in, right? I, if you catch him real good. If you want to be consistent, yeah. That, yeah, sure, but it, it, it's not consistent because then, you know, how many Spears or F5s did when, when Brock and Roman went against each other, that goofy cartoon match that they had at WrestleMania, like, it's just inconsistent all over the place. So, I no, I, I'm not, I'm not going to give them that. Like, Walter taking that L in that way in a match that was supposed to showcase, you know, NXT and NXT UK, and then you just, you know, bury the champion like that. <laughs> no, no, this is, this is wrong. Oh, man. Yeah. So, all right. So, um, other things in the match. So, um, on this card, Dominic Dijakovic, we talked about him. So, he's been, you know, on a little bit of a roll. Yeah. Uh, Damian Priest, he beat the week before. Now he went against Killian Dane and beat him. Um, and now he, he's going against Keith Lee. I, I'm really excited about this about this matchup. I was, you know, at first when, uh, when Damian Priest came out, I was like, oh, God, here we go. Like, they're going to try to push him against Keith Lee. And he beat Keith Lee, so he, did. he would have a claim to why he should get a title shot. But this is, to me, that was a fluke. That was, that was a mistake. That shouldn't have happened. I've kind of tried to purge that from my memory. Um but, you know, now I, I'm like, okay, if you were going to do that again, it is what it is. But um, Dominic Dijakovic saved the day. was like, no, no, no. If anyone's going to challenge you, it's me. And he won the matchup. I'm like, cool. All right. Everything's right again. So that was cool. Um, and then, yeah, this week, Killian Dane, just great matchup. And he beat him. He beat him straight up. It was awesome. And now we're setting up the matchup. So what were your thoughts? Uh, I thought it was good. I was kind of surprised how quick this match was, too, man. To me, it was like, what, maybe seven, eight minutes? What did it felt like to me? So for, for Killian Dane, for you know him to be... You know, a beast like that. So I, I thought it should have went, would have been, it should have been, you know, Dominic is the right person to go over, but I thought it should have went a, maybe a few more minutes longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I, I wouldn't have been it was, mad at that. It was still a physical match, like hard hitting, yeah. like damn yeah. hard hitting, but I thought it should have just went a few minutes longer. Yeah. I wouldn't have been mad at that. I I, I like Killian Dane, and so to give him, you know, a little bit more time to to have that matchup. But I enjoyed it, and I didn't I didn't think any less of Killian Dane taking the loss because you know Dominic Dijakovic to me is a beast. You know, like it 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 it's it's great. You know, they're hard. They're they're doing power wrestler heavyweight type moves. So. You know, it, it's just one of those things. I don't know. Maybe because I'm in the mindset of like UFC, which uh, I kind of even don't want to bring up UFC because it was a that card. That last card was that's like a whole nother topic of debate for <laughs> another day. Maybe <laughs> just the robbery that happened with John Jones. I, no, oh, man. Um, but anyway, so um, the um, I even lost my train of thought. Just even bringing that up. I was, <laughs> I'm still kind of like upset about that. But the reason I, I bring see. that up is in heavyweight matchups, you know, anything can happen, right? Like one shot can take somebody out, you know. So, you know, seeing two heavyweights go at it like Killian Dane and Dominic Dijakovic, um, it's, it's, it makes sense that, you know, enough power moves and they, they really shouldn't have the matches really shouldn't last that long because they're hitting each other so hard and they're both so big. So I can kind of like, okay, I, I kind of get it, but I'm with you though, because I enjoy seeing them. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah. Killian Dane, Dom Dijakovic, let it go a couple more minutes. Cause it, it's just, it's fun. Yeah, man. I like a good heavyweight fight, but we're about to really, about to really get a good one for a uh, takeover Portland. 
Yeah, that's going to be good. I mean, Keith Lee's retaining. Is There's that no this Sunday? That. Uh, I feel like it's next. Well, not, yeah. Where they on this? Oh yeah, we yeah. Well, hmm. That's true because let me see. Yeah, I'm like that. I'm thinking it's on the what is it the sixteenth? Yeah, yeah. That's oh wow. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, that's coming up, bro. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, damn. This. So it'll be we got predictions this week will to be do. fun then. The go home show, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the go home show this week, so that'll be fun, and then we'll we'll get those predictions in. Oh yeah, I don't know what we're thinking. Oh, that'll be fun. I, mean, I, I, I already kind of gave mine for this one. I think Keith Lee is going to win. Oh yeah, me too. Feel like me there's too. a question yeah. there, but yeah, me too. Um, Most definitely. Yeah, unless they try to sell some kind of injury, and then Damian Priest gets involved, and you know, he's, man, why you gotta say some shit like that now? I'm bro. just saying, <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> He slips on a banana peel, you know, like. But <laughs> yeah, Damian. Damian Priest, I, I'm Damian, thinking we probably gonna see Damian Priest for for a hot little second. God, nah. But it was good. Hey, it was nice to see him take another loss. I think this is gonna help build character. But real quick too, just I, I'm I'm sorry to get on this guy, but last week, him on the mic. <laughs> This like I, I uh, wanted. I was waiting for this. I was waiting to hear him on the microphone. I can't, I've, I've said this before. Like, let's hear him cut <laughs> promos. Let's hear him develop his character. You know, like I just I'm curious because maybe from there, you know, we can I can start to buy into him, bro. Yeah, this dude on the mic. Oh man, it's not working. No, it's not working. No. That's why. That's, that's why he took away. it. L. Cause yeah, yeah it's like I back, back to the drawing board with this dude. <laughs> back to Triple H is like, oh no, oh no, no, man. Send it back to promo no. class. Yeah, <laughs> he was like, I like to take things, things of value. Sometimes I like to take women, which came off really it weird, did, awkward. Man, it's like, whoa, what, <laughs> what? Come on, man. All right, man. We'll have right. the B two movie come at you. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> what are you doing? God, uh, that was so cringy when he said it that. Was, like, it was, it was. I was like, "Whoa, bro, time out, man. Flag on the play right here." Uh, yeah, yeah, man. And just like, even like, I don't know, just his voice. It kind of like, there's no emotion. It's, it's just, oh like, man, it's bland. Dead. Like, I'm like, yeah, I'm baffled, bro. I'm like, you got a deep ass voice, but you just sounded blah. Yeah, nothing. It's no substance nothing. behind that. How? <laughs> Dominic, then Dominic Dijakovic called him a bootleg Maryland oh, Manson. Man, I was like, bro. oh, no. I was like, damn. <laughs> I <did>. Yep. Like, <laughs> I was laughing. I was laughing oh, pretty hard wow. right there when you said that. Seriously. <laughs> and Dominic Dijakovic is not known as this, like, you know, Mike, like, assassin to just get somebody, yeah. but... It just fit, and he said it. I was like, "Wow, you may this might be it for you." Yeah, like you got Dominic Dijakovic roasting you. That that, that might be it. That was that Boston <laughs> attitude coming out of Dominic Dijakovic, man. Exactly, man. I was like, all right, all right, I like this. I like this. Marilyn Manson, like, yeah, you're, yeah, you taking the L right here. <laughs> taking it back to the drawing board. We ain't gonna see you for a hot little second right here. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's a completely different episode. Yeah. He's got a manager and everyone yep. talking for him. Dude, like, slightly yeah. new character, man. Yep. Yep. No more no more, you know, doing the arrow pose. Arrow. No, that'll be gone. <laughs> the whole thing gone. Repackaged. Like, wasn't that arrow guy? I think that was him. He's he's wearing a mask now or something. He's gonna uh, do something weird. Like <laughs> that's him though. I can, that's him. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That uh so 
Yeah, but uh, the TakeOver Portland matchup, excited, excited. Keith Lee, Dominic Dijakovic, man, sign me up. And now you have the North American Championship on the line. Wow, like this is this going to tear the house down. I, I would say that's that's the show stealer for oh, sure. Yes, like that's the matchup yes. that you know it, it's 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 going to steal the show. It will. It's going to steal the show. There's going to be some great matches on this card too. It's going to be yeah, insane. Some also Adam Cole, Velveteen Dream, and Roderick Strong potentially. Got the tag team Valor. How many now is that five? Is that it right there? Because, like you said, okay, so we got fit. Actually, that might that might be match of the year right there, Finn Balor and, and uh, Johnny Gargano. Yeah. But then, so you got that one. You got the, the NXT Championship match, the tag team match, Finn Balor and, and Gargano. So that's three. We've got Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic. That's four. And then we've got the, the women's championship match will be five. five. So Roddy and Velveteen Dream probably aren't going to be on this card. Uh, they, Unless they're gonna do six, do, do six. They might squeeze in six, but they never do. No. They they always keep to that that format. But this, this is different though. Now we got to take over on a Sunday, you know. So so they might they might change things up. Wow. I mean, look, if you were ever going to add a sixth, Velveteen Dream coming back to face Roddy, yes. that makes sense. Yes, it, that's the one definitely. you do it for. Most definitely, yeah. So I, I would be I'd be okay with that, and it'll it'll be an amazing card. Wow, that that card is stacked. It's stacked. I can't wait. Um, let's see. What they don't have else? it listed here, but what did you think of that that interview between Johnny Gargano and Finn Balor? Um, what did he say? There were a couple of yeah, it was a couple of shots. It was shots fired. Yeah, a couple of shots fired <laughs> that I liked. Johnny Gargano calling out uh, Finn for losing every week to who did he say he was losing to like week after week after week. And the crowd was like, oh, man, like, because that's true. Lashley. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> he was like, I don't oh, want God. that guy. The guy that was losing every week to Bobby Lashley. I was like, damn. I swear to God, like, I'm that guy. I'm going to I'm going to own. I'm going to own that guy. And when he said that. Ben looked yeah. so heated. He like, yeah. He like, oh, I'm about to kill this dude. I'm about to murder <laughs> this about dude. To murder him. <laughs> Who told him he could say that to right. me? No, 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 no. This is over. This is over. I got some real anger for this dude. Some real hate for this dude now. Oh man, that was good. Yeah, that was that, good. that was. No, I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I felt like Johnny. Like this is what I need from Johnny. I need him to just like. You know, you you you're the your face. It's fine, but damn it, show us some edge. Cut yes. to the core of some of these other guys that you're going against, and let them know why you are the heart and soul of this company. Like you got to really fight for for that title to keep that title. You know, and like to say like, yeah, I need to beat a guy like you. I need to beat the longest reigning uh, NXT champion. I need that. You know, like I, I I believed it because I think he does. I think he needs you know matchups like this. You know, situa- stories like this. You know, so that was great. You know, and for Finn, it's just he just came off looking like a just a boss, like a like a tough sob that just is angry as all hell yeah, and wants man. to murder this he, dude. He, at this he point. did, man. Like once Johnny said those words, so I'm like, oh shit! I think Johnny didn't messed up right there because yeah, he had yeah. this look like yeah, he just he said, I'm not worried about having match of the year. I'm ha- I'm worried about having the match of your life, like the last <laughs> match of your life. <laughs> You know, I'm like, well, damn, like, this is it. Like, yeah. This is it for you, Johnny. This is the last match you're ever going to have, period. 
I'm like, oh. Oh, man. Yeah. They, Dude, and he's like, he says something about, like, he's going to stab him in the heart or take his heart. And he's like, I don't have a heart. You know, when Johnny yeah. walked off, he didn't hear that. No, he did. Finn was like, I don't have a heart. I'm like, okay. All right. I am ready for that matchup, man. I'm telling you that. I was, it's, it's funny because I, was, I just said Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic will be the, st- the show stealer, uh, which I still think it absolutely We have a lot of potential be. show stealers for There's this There's so car. much potential. Yes. And I think the whole thing is just going to be amazing. So maybe there isn't really a show stealer. Maybe the whole thing is just five-star. Like, we can only hope that that, that happens, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, literally right. every... You're like, right. look back at this card, yeah. you know, a year from now and saying, that's the pay-per-view of the year, is NXT TakeOver Portland. Mm-hmm. Because, damn, look at that lineup, you know? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, man. It's it's just a damn good card, man. You, you're going to have Bianca Belair against Rhea Ripley. And, man, I'm I'm wondering if, if Bianca Belair is going to move on to like raw keep saying that and it, it makes sense to, for her to do it but they just keep not doing it so i, I don't know man mm-hmm. i mean it makes sense too that like her husband's on raw yeah. so they would want to keep them together i'm sure they want to travel together um but yeah it, it just it seems like they keep holding off just like with the Shayna baszler uh situation too like they just keep it seems like it's time for for Shayna to go to to you know have new opponents right because she's beaten everybody like it's not to move up necessarily as to just to have a fresh you know uh, batch of opponents for her to to tap snap or crack or whatever you know like so yeah man just I, I don't know I don't know if this is it for for Bianca Belair and also she's never been NXT Women's Champion uh-huh. so maybe I mean, that's not gonna happen that, anytime soon. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, she looked so strong too at the Rumble. She did that. She had a. Great I feel like look. something needs to happen for her. They need to capitalize on yeah. that because she had a great showing. Um, I mean, speaking of that, so you know, they had the the face to face to face happen. Mm-hmm. You know, Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, Charlotte Flair. Um, Bianca, I thought was definitely the standout yes. of this segment. Like, uh-uh. Just hold up, hold up. <laughs> I see you standing here, but you don't even go here. I was like, oh, man, dude, just telling Charlotte, like, you don't even belong. You don't even go here. Why are you sitting here taking up my time, my mic time to talk to Rhea Ripley? This is, this is you're not even NXT anymore. So, yeah, it was it was great, yeah. man. Just her mannerisms. Yeah. Charlotte moved her out the and way. Charlotte was, she was doing just, shots fired, too. It's like, you know, this doesn't contain. This This between the two champions. I was like, ooh. This conversation is for champions. Now, why don't you go over there and fix your braid? She was like, oh, what? <laughs> oh, my God. That was great. That was great. Oh, it was. It was, man. Like, dude, Rhea Ripley, you know, getting saying, you know, uh, you know, I didn't disrespect you. So don't be disrespecting us here. You know, we have a saying, we are NXT. And then they kind of looked at each other, her and, and uh, uh, Bianca Belair, that little mutual, like, all right, let's go. Let's go handle this. Handle business Just, right here. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Some brand supremacy. <laughs> remind them who, who the top brand is. Right. Dude, I, I loved it. I love that segment. I love that segment. Um, side thing too with this, Rhea Ripley, she's using contacts now, you know, the that are making her pupils like it's like more white around the eyes, and then it's just the the pupils that you see. How do you feel about that? You feel it's too much? Do you like I, it? Like what what's your thought? I never really paid attention to that. Dude, you were yeah, very she, observant. I'm just now I'm gonna pay attention to that. I have to yeah, I have to look at that. 
Yeah, I noticed it a couple of times. So because okay. I, I it, it so worlds collide. They zoomed in during her entrance to her face, and it was kind of hard to see it there. But I'm like, man, her her eyes look different. And then I forget. I think it was when she showed up to talk to Charlotte. I'm like, I'm seeing it again. She's using contacts. So you know, and I, I like it because the whole thing. She's the nightmare, right? So she's trying to sell like she's this scary, you know, chick that just like you know is dominant, is gonna destroy you. And just to add that little extra element, you know, she's she, you know, her eyes even now look like she's superhuman now, like she's gone to another level. Um, and I, I like it. I mean, again, looking back at that, her entrance at uh, at Worlds Collide when they zoomed in, like her hair was down, but you can kind of see her eyes. She looked evil as all hell, man. And I, I just, I was into it. I was like, yes, yes, this is. She's about to destroy Tony Storm right now, and it's it's fine. Like I'm 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 cool with it. You know, I'm a fan of both of them, but this is this is about to happen. I know what's what's coming. Um, which, by the way, that was a great match too. It actually was pretty even, and they they made both of them look really strong in that matchup. But. Um, yeah, man. Just a, kind of a side note. I, I wasn't sure if you had noticed it, but I noticed oh, it. I'm like, yeah, yeah that's, a, that's yeah. a change. Yeah. So, um, but uh, yeah, man. I, I'm I'm super super excited for this. Um, it kind of made me think too, like with with Bianca showing up so good in this. It, it, a little sad that she's gonna because my prediction here too would be that she's gonna lose this matchup to to Rhea Ripley because now they're clearly building towards Rhea Ripley and Charlotte oh, Flair. Yeah, yeah. You know. But it made me kind of like, oh man, like she looked, she showed up so well. I would, I would love to see her somehow get integrated into this. You know, now <laughs> the temptation is to say, well, make it a triple threat at WrestleMania, WrestleMania. right? Yeah. And I'm, <sighs> I, I, I'm torn on see, that. I, me too. But I, I think I, 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 I want a one-on-one matchup between Rhea yes. and Charlotte. <laughs> yes, yes. I, as much as I would love to see Bianca Belair be a part of that, I feel like it cheapens yeah. the one-on-one it down between just a little bit. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. It does. You 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 do that another time, another way, maybe at any other pay per view. But for WrestleMania, we need the one-on-one Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley. That needs to happen. Um, but yeah, Bianca just showed up so strong. I'm like, oh man, it'd be cool if somehow she she maybe Charlotte has a match with Bianca on the road to WrestleMania on NXT television. Maybe they do something like that to help sell that you know Charlotte or eventually Bianca would shows stick up around. at Raw to challenge Charlotte the other way around yeah. exactly, and that could lead to Bianca staying on Raw mm-hmm. and and now being on a part of that that roster. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Now let me let me ask you this: since we're talking about you know WrestleMania. So the potential matchup between Charlotte and Rhea Ripley, does that give you any type of fear that, that Rhea Ripley Charlotte would win? can drop the belt to Charlotte? A little bit, yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess right now I'm thinking Rhea Ripley retains the belt. Mm-hmm. She she beats Charlotte, um, but. I, I don't feel super confident in it. You know, I, I would say I'm like 60, 40, you know, on that. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like it's a foregone conclusion. Like we're saying with Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley. The, oh yeah. No, Rhea Ripley is winning that yeah. matchup. That is hundred percent. But at WrestleMania, yeah. this is Charlotte. I mean, it's you know, Charlotte. Vince McMahon, like, that's Vince McMahon's show right there. 
Yes. Man, he runs that. Yes. And I'm like, you're going to get Charlotte. I'm like, oh, man. This. Yeah. 60 40 for you, maybe 50 50 for me. Yeah. See, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's damn close. I feel like, you know, Rhea Ripley has more to gain by beating Charlotte than Charlotte would have by beating Rhea. Yeah. You know, and, and if Charlotte beats Rhea, she holds the belt for a little bit, but really we know it's temporary. She's not going to go to NXT. It would be amazing, though, if they did something like that, where if Charlotte did win, she's on the NXT roster now. Mm-hmm. Like, she's just she's just there. But I doubt it. I think what would happen is she takes the belt to Raw, and then you have NXT women showing up on Raw to challenge her, and vice versa. Charlotte goes to NXT every once in a while to defend but she's not full-time NXT like Finn Balor is. It's part-time. You know? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I, my hope would be use this to elevate Rhea to be like, she's legit. This is the final stamp. Like yeah. She's already had such a great run. War Games, Survivor Series, dominant. You know, And now beating the Queen at WrestleMania for the belt. Wow. Like, that would be wow. A- the Queen of all eras. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, man. But I don't feel confident. Me, me that either. At all. Me either. <laughs> because because you're going against the Queen of our eras. It's and you yeah. know you got Vince McMahon. He likes to take care of his flares. So you got that in your corner. It's it's just like oh man. I mean, right now that would be wow. It, that match and the Drew versus Brock match. You know. I feel similarly about them that I'm not sure which way they're going to go. Yeah, I'm not confident in that either for the Drew versus, you know, Brock. Brock. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, so that, that's cool. Like, you know, that we have some matches where we're not sure. Like, last year, I felt like it was pretty clear what was going to happen in those main matches. Um, you know, Seth beating Brock, I think we felt pretty good about that happening. Um, Kofi going over Daniel, there was no other way. That mm-hmm. had to happen. Um, Becky, being champion, yeah, yeah. We, everything we was building toward yeah. that, right? But this, it's it could go either way. Mm-hmm. Like I have no idea what's going to happen there. I mean, even you know, maybe the Becky Shayna matchup I, again. I'm not sure. I'm not sure which way that would go. This could actually be, you know, one of the WrestleManias that I'll actually be. Not just like not saying that you know I, I always look forward to WrestleMania, but. This probably be one of the ones that I'll be most intrigued about because be just yeah. because all the all the potential matchups we're, we're getting. Yeah, yeah, same, same. I'm, I'm, I'm. As we're talking about it right now, I'm going through it in my head. I'm like, man, you know, match after match. I'm like, man, I, I'm torn. I don't know which way they're gonna go. You know, maybe the closer we get to it, you know, there'll be some subtle hints that we'll see. Yeah. I'll say, okay, well, they're building this, so maybe they'll do this. But um, yeah, right now it just it's really exciting because you, we don't know. We don't know. It could go either way, and I like that. I like that. It's always nice when there's that element of surprise where you know you you're making a prediction and it's just like you don't feel like you know what what is coming like they they're keeping it open-ended and that that's that's cool yep, I, I mean, it is so yeah this may be one of the better wrestlemanias we've had in a long oh, time oh hell yeah for sure man yep yep man cool cool so i guess just to wrap things up for for nxt was there any other things that that you wanted to talk about or any general thoughts overall on the show before we we call it 
No, nah, man, that was pretty much it, man. Like, it, it was a smooth show. I enjoyed it, you know, with the surprise return of Valentine Dream. And then we got Charlotte getting into the mix of NXT, you know, answering the call for Rhea Ripley. And then Bianca Belair getting in that mix as well. And then the, the whole promo between Johnny Gargano and Finn Balor. So it was just a great show, man. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, week after week, I feel like, you know, a broken record a little bit saying this, but, you know, NXT just is always just so fun. You know, we call it the gold standard for a reason. You know, it's just so awesome. Like, you know, I, I love wrestling overall. I mean, Raw, SmackDown, they'll have their moments. AEW was coming on strong, but NXT truly is still the gold standard. And, you know, and NXT UK, man, shout out to them, too, because they're putting on a great product as well. And, you know, I just I'm loving what I'm seeing from them. So awesome, awesome stuff. Um, side note, too, because I, I brought it up briefly. So I do just for listeners, if they're they're wondering what I was referring to when I said the robbery with John Jones, <laughs> I just want to touch on that a little bit. because I'm like, I brought it up. Go so ahead, let me man. just go what ahead and yours? touch on it. So. UFC 247, John Jones versus uh, Reyes. Um, saw it and man, robbery. Reyes, look, I, I had actually picked John Jones to win. So I, when when you know the results came and it, it was John Jones, I kind of felt like I didn't I didn't feel I didn't feel good. I didn't like it. You know, I was like, what just happened? You know, like. Clearly, you know, anyone who was paying attention, you know, with a set of two eyes saw that that Reyes won the first three rounds. You know, that was clear. And it's a five round fight. So do the math. Like He wins. He wins. (laughs) Right. With rounds four and five, unless you're saying it's 10, eight rounds, even if you said it's 10, eight rounds, like the math still doesn't add up to where John Jones would win, especially the one judge had John Jones winning four rounds to one. What is that guy watching? Like, what fight was he paying attention to? Because clearly, you at bare minimum give Reyes the first two rounds. At bare minimum. The third round was the one where I'm like, I could see if there's going to be a John Jones victory. Yeah. Maybe that third round, because I think he got a takedown in that round. You would say, okay, maybe they're weighing that takedown. But even then, in my, in my heart of heart, even though I'm rooting for John Jones, in my heart of hearts, I'm like, oh, I think he needs to finish him. I think he's going to need to knock him out to win because I think they're going to give that to Reyes, right? And then rounds four and five, sure, John Jones won those. He was more active. Reyes got tired. But they said, you know, unanimous decision. And, you know, John Jones won four rounds to one on one of the cards. I'm like, are you kidding? That, that is just awful. And I don't know. UFC's got to look into that. You know, Dana White, man, you got to check out that shit. What well, they they have to. Yeah. John Jones can't walk I'm around. I'm pretty sure they will because sometimes that's how fights. Yeah. That's how they do it. Like you know, for example, Dante Wilder and Fury, when they fought yeah. for the first time, Dante Wilder should have won. It should have been no damn draw. He yeah. Fury got knocked down two times and he got back up, but he got knocked down two times though. Dante Wilder yeah. didn't. So how the hell is this a draw? <laughs> so, but it's them just to you know get more money for the second fight. That's what it yeah. is. It's a setup. It is, that's a all setup it is, man. Know, yeah. And it just makes it tough to really... That That's one of the reasons why with boxing, you know, like, I, I have a hard time, you know, investing in boxing because you see that so much. There's so much corruption in boxing. You can you know they're setting up the next fight. They're setting up the sequel. So you'll get weird, you know, decisions like that where you know they're on shenanigans, man. They're on some BS. And with this one, too, it's like, it feels like that. Like, they, they didn't 
or 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 what happened was they were set. They were looking for any way to give John Jones the win. Like mm-hmm. they weren't prepared to have um, uh, Dominic Reyes get the victory and and finally give John Jones that that loss and take away the belt from him. Maybe they see John Jones as being the more money guy, you know, versus Dominic Reyes. Okay, that's what you know, it is. He's the, that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And John Jones has these aspirations to potentially go to the heavyweight division. There's all that going on. So, you know, uh, but I, I feel like I don't want to put that on Dana. I feel like Dana, I, I, I want to trust in what he's doing and not believe that he's behind that and m- trying to manufacture this. I feel like, you know, but I, but I do believe that there's shenanigans going on. And somehow, some way, whoever it is that's behind that that they should be ashamed of themselves because that's just terrible. And that judge needs to be gone. He needs to not judge any more fights. And I heard, too, because I didn't see the whole card, yeah. but I heard that there were some other shenanigans going on with some of the other matches, too, which, you know, if that's the case, that's just awful. That's just awful. And, like, you know, it, it's, it's a shame that, that that happened. But anyway, you know, shout-out to Dominic Reyes, man. You won that fight. You should be walking around here as, as the new light heavyweight champion of the world. Um, and it sucks, too, because for his legacy now, I mean, it would have – been a life changer you know like being the guy to beat john jones having the championship like now it's it's you're kind of a the people's champ in a way because i feel like most of what i'm hearing is pretty much everybody saw what happened that that he got screwed Mm -hmm. and so he's getting a lot of admiration from that standpoint but you know it just it 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 sucks though that look on on paper and in 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 general he does not have that belt he does not have that win officially, and it just sucks. But they, John Jones, if if he has any sense of of just what's right and wrong in him, he gives this man a rematch. Yeah. He doesn't take any other fights. He fights him next to well, he, you can't. He'll, he'll give that man another fight because he'll know he'll get more money for the second fight now. Right, right. That's true because there'll be more anticipation for that fight. Absolutely, but also too, just for your legacy. Like, how do you look yourself in the mirror knowing you took, you got that win illegitimately, and then you never fought that guy again? Like, you look like you just ran away because that's a guy that can beat you, and then you avoided him for the rest of your career. Like that would that would suck. Yeah, that's true. You know, and I feel like with him in in DC, like there was a lot of that too, where you know. Him and like he beat DC, but then they were gonna have a rematch, and then um, there was uh, no contest, which I don't even know what what happened there. But you know, it was like back and forth, and we never really got a, a true rematch with him in DC. And so now there's Dominic Reyes, and I just hope that he just says, you know what, I see what happened here. And even if he thinks he won, he needs to go and be like, just so it's definitive. So I can shut people up and say, look, I'm better than this guy and I can prove it. Or I just lose like a champion legitimately. No shenanigans. Let me just lose if I'm going to lose. Like just just so you can look yourself in the mirror and know you did this the right way. Next fight, it you got it's got to be Dominic Reyes. No one else. If I hear that he takes any other fights before that, it's a sham. Like he's he's just he's he's he's. He's awful if that happens. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just I can't look at him the same way if that's the case. And I already, you know, as a person, there's John Jones, the person, John Jones, the fighter. And as a person, he, all, he already has his issues. So I'm not really a fan of, like, personally of him, you know, like some of the things that uh, he's done. But, you know, as a fighter, I mean, I do respect him as one of the greatest of all time. But this tarnishes that legacy, you know, if, if this is if you don't do this rematch. So, yeah. So yeah, that's my my UFC okay. rant. Well, well, since we're on, <laughs> what did you think about the X? Did you watch the X uh, XFL? 
No. Yeah. And I, I look, XFL, I feel like I I'm not wanting to get invested <laughs> into that. I feel like it's just not for me. It just feels like a gimmick. Like I'm I'm just not there. Maybe yeah. it develops into something. Mm-hmm. But just some of the things I'm hearing, like you know, the sideline interviews right after scores and people are huffing and puffing. They're so tired and an interview comes up and trying to ask them questions. Right. No, leave them alone. What are you doing? Yeah. And like rule changes to try to make it more exciting. It feels gimmicky. I just no. I'm more honestly, I'm not super into like combines and all that mm-hmm. stuff leading up to the draft. But I would actually be more interested in looking at that for the Bears and for, you know, next year's NFL season than watch the XFL because it just feels like a waste of time, honestly. Now, let's say, you know, they develop a little bit more and it becomes something a little bit more like a college kid has to has a decision to make because both XFL and NFL are kind of getting on even playing field. Cool, but I feel like that's never going to happen. I feel like they're never going to be the NFL. And they know that. You know, so they're trying to be different, but it's just not, I, I don't know. I, it's just not for me. It's just not for me. Maybe that'll change some point, but I I, I doubt it. Okay. Uh, I, I was just curious about it, so I did watch. I actually watched Saturday and, and Sunday. Saturday was actually, you know, it was a good game. Sunday was horrible, man. I ended up stopped watching it. I was like, I can't watch this play. The quarterback was horrible. You know, defense was strong. It was called the New York. Newark uh, Guardians are going against the Florida Vipers, and the quarterback for the Florida Vipers was garbage, like garbage. And I was like, I'm done watching this. This is this is horrible. I wish I could I could have got what I got on Saturday, but this Sunday it was it was like the tale of two halves. It was just yeah. it was abysmal. I couldn't watch the the quarterback play. It was he he was like a deer in headlights. He didn't, he was scared to throw the ball. I'm like, you got one on one coverage, and you can't give your receiver a chance to throw. Just throw it, and he just hold on to the ball, looking, looking, and then he just throws. It. I'm like, okay, I'm done. I can't watch this. This is aggravating. I rather watch Mitch like Trubisky. About Trubisky. I was gonna say it sounds like you're talking about Trubisky. Oh, oh this like, is worse. This is like man. I don't know. Sounds sound like a, a like a a re, recreation. Like you, you're talking about one of his plays, like verbatim. Almost. Oh man, holding the ball too long and just indecisive with the ball, not knowing what to do. Yeah, that, that's about right. You know. Well, at least he was mobile and used his feet. But this this guy was just this quarterback was just just dumb. There's <laughs> no nice way to put it. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, man. I just, I, and I don't, I don't even want to see that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like sometimes you'll see bad football in the NFL, and this is going to be worse. Like, no, nah, man. I can't, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. Like, and again, maybe it develops. Like, after a couple of years, you know, you get some better talent in there, and maybe it develops. But year one, it, this is, it's going to be tough, man. It's going to be growing pains. And right now, I just, nah, I, I, I can't. I'm, I'm in the basketball right now. Like, I'm, I'm starting to follow the UFC more. Um, there's wrestling, you know, that we're watching all the time. Like, you know, I just I don't I don't have time to just say I'm going to invest you now into the XFL. But the which, XFL it has this ups and downs. The ups where you know the it is it is faster. It's like 25 seconds on the the play clock instead of what the 36. And then the replay, uh, that replay the way they do it, I wish that NFL would pick it up. So when they're looking at replays. You know how they go to the headquarters and, you know, you got to wait for them to to give you the answer. 
here they're showing they're showing everybody you know uh basically the breakdown of of the replay and you hear people discussing about it and what and what the overall decision is going to be i'm like man this is what nfl needs to pick up on their replay I mean, and probably that will happen because um, I think that happened last time too. That the NFL picked up some of the the camera, um, the cameras that XFL had yep. done. Like some of the ideas they used, they adopted in the NFL, which is cool. So yeah, that'll probably happen. I could see that the coverage changing a little bit. So yeah, that'll that'll be that'll be um, something to watch for with with the NFL. I mean, honestly, I think the best thing about the XFL to me is that Vince's attention, I feel like, is probably going to be over on that. And now maybe we get, like, Triple H and, you know, those guys more booking and doing that while while Vince is kind of, you know, focusing more of his attention on the XFL or a split. So then, you know, he has to lean on other people to help him drive the business versus him controlling everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm excited about, you know, with, with the XFL coming in is that how does this – allow say triple h to just be able to do more of what he does um although we know like triple h with nxt it feels like he's already kind of gotten to do his his thing with nxt and nxt uk um with raw and smackdown you know paul Heyman with raw i mean it's it's had its ups and downs like it hasn't all been sunshine and roses with paul Heyman. Mm-hmm. so you know um will it, has that been because maybe vince is is has his hand in what paul's trying to do or is it just just Paul? I mean, we don't know, but um, I'm hopeful that this you know allows Vince to just say, "Hey, let me let me just take a step back and let's see what happens." And maybe some good things happen, and the Vince is like, "You know what? Let's keep rolling with that." Um, so, but we'll see. That, that's my thing. And yeah, XFL just in, in specific it, it, with with time, maybe it develops and gets to be a better thing. That would be cool. Um, but you know, for me, the NFL that's that's my thing. Yeah. Basketball Shout out to the Chiefs, Chiefs. Olympics you know, coming. My team one, yeah. Patrick Mahomes, baby. Amen. Number one pick. Yeah, well, not I, my number. Well, my number one pick in the fantasy draft. Yeah, first round pick. That didn't work out too well. Yeah, you know, hey, living you learn. <laughs> you, you live and right, learn. You live move and on. Learn. It's always next. Right, year. It is always next year. Says says the chat. <laughs> I won, I won All right, right rub it in. By the way, <laughs> you deserve it. You, yeah, you earned that right. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. So for Devin, I'm a feast. We will catch you guys next time. Peace. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast.